yeah, if you would have asked me, I would not have thought that was even possible, right? Like, I didn't, I wouldn't thought, wouldn't have thought that level of the React API would be plug into a bowl. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode four <laughs> of Front End Fire. Time is flying. This is our weekly no show. That, yeah, it's our weekly show that helps you stay up to date on the latest and greatest in the front end world. I am TJ Van Toll, and I am your host today alongside my co host, Jack Harrington. Hello. And Paige Niedringhaus. Hey, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, another week, another week of the show. Um, and I think since we're talking about news, I, we want to just jump straight into it today so i'm gonna yeah. transition straight into it. our news Let's go. Just another excuse to dance again uh, but, <laughs> oh always every uh, time uh check you want to kick us off with what uh what's new this week for you so what's new this week for me i think is aiden buys essentially coming all guns going on million js saying i've got this new flag on there auto mode you can basically say I don't care what you are like. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna pre-compile all your React app and see if I can do that block rendering magic that's gonna give you super high performance. And uh, all you gotta do is just turn on one flag and be in Vite, and away you go. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And all right, you know, all I love the confidence. Pa pause, pause yeah. button. Pump the <laughs> so, brakes. Yeah, million JS is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. All right. Uh, million JS is an alternative renderer for React. So it you it's supposed to give you well, and it does. It gives you a lot better performance than doing the VDOM. Um, what he's, I mean, going the technical details, but basically. The idea is you kind of you write React exactly the same way you would normally. Uh, there's a couple of limitations, like you can't change the structure of a component. Like you can't have in there like a conditional. It's like, oh, I'm either going to show this massive thing of divs, or I'm going to show this one div that says like error. You know, mm. like that that doesn't work. But if you've got like a, a a component that has like you know a couple of divs and then maybe a map in it and, a, and that sort of thing then million can basically do this very optimal rendering system called a block render and the idea is that instead of looking at like in, instead of going in from the vdom level of like you're going to go and just create a bunch of dom elements and then you're going to diff them against the existing dom tree it basically has like an o1 map of like this piece of data goes to this element and then it basically looks to see, okay, does, has that changed? Cool. Then it goes, bing, that element. And so there's a little compiler in there that kind of analyzes what you're doing and figures out that map. And then it gives you really high performance gains. So you said that there are some certain components, some certain complex cases that don't work. Is it smart enough to detect that? Because you said there's an auto. Oh, mode. definitely. So this is, so this is yeah, just yeah, as yeah. So this auto mode essentially saying like, if I can, if I see that you are structured in a certain way, then I will go and and put this block around your component. I guess I should say without the auto mode, then you'd have to import there is million JS and use a a function call block, and then you basically kind of is a higher order component. You just wrap your function your component function in block and then it does its block magic mm. yeah. so how would you use million js in an already existing application like let's say i already have a next application do you just download it and let it 
do the rest? I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's got a configuration for Next.js. I have heard that, well, it must because people are complaining that it doesn't support SSR. So <laughs> there's that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There's that. There's a little, there's some limitation here. But people, I, I you know, a lot of folks are stressed about React, React performance, and I'm not, you know, 100% sure why. It's never been a huge limiting factor for me on the types of app that I work on, you know, but if mm-hmm. you have, if you, for some reason you have 10,000 tags or something like that, that, you know, yada, yada, then yeah, maybe, maybe it'd be a great performance boost for you. So help me gauge on, I feel like we need an official scale from this between on one end, we have just some person uh. randomly put this out on GitHub one day and it's not really used much. And on the other end, it's like, this is like enterprise tested bulletproof. Oh Lord, no. Yeah. Um, is this like okay? What's the number? Fifty percent is yeah, so like zero is just like somebody's weekend Got project. It. And a hundred. Ten oh, so is ten percentage. is like ten is like React, right? Like yeah, it's sure. been widely deployed, right? Is this like a four? Where are we where are we talking on the scale? Four percent? No, it's like more like I would say yeah, maybe like thirty five percent somewhere 30, in there. Thirty five. Okay. So yeah, zero, okay. four out of ten, whatever. Four uh, out of 10, okay. And then. It's it's a really well tested library, and and folks have looked at it, and I don't, but I don't know anybody actively putting it into production, okay. and like literally. So I think what happened was, uh, I saw Evan by at, at Portland React, and he gave this cool lecture on it. But he's kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know, it's really cool, but I don't know, you know, he's going to use it, and then like he got actually got funded, like somebody gave him some money, and now that's it's part of his thing to do that and as well as go to college. And, uh, and so now I guess he's out there saying he put in that auto mode and he's like, yo, let's go. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's got a lot of buzz. People are like very excited about it because at the technical level, it presents an interesting alternative that we haven't seen before to how to do Dom updates like mm-hmm. dramatically more quickly. Yeah, if you would have asked me, I would not have thought that was even possible, right? Like, I didn't, I wouldn't thought, wouldn't have thought that level of the React API would be plug intoable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not typically the sort of thing we associate with a plugin or a third party thing. Sure, I think it just kind of like memoizes the component and says, like, from here on down, I'll handle yeah. it. Yeah, always, always I'll render it. it. Yeah, right. Which is where the SSR kind of. React doesn't like that, really. You know, you're sort of, <laughs> it's definitely a hack. You know, React cool. is meant to do all that. Yeah, so that, yeah, there you awesome. go. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. Uh, Paige, what news do you have for us this week? Uh, I have news that Chrome has released some new CSS features for animations, especially with entries and exits, which everybody complains about and doesn't like with single-page applications. So if you are running uh, Chrome 116 or 117, which are the two newest versions of it, you're going to have access to some new things. Like typically when you are doing keyframes, you can't do display or content visibility inside of the keyframes. It has to be either before or after, you know, you put on some class and animation happens and then you're like, just make this element disappear or appear. Oh, so okay. now yeah. you actually can 
So mm -hmm. you don't have to add additional values. You can just start off with an opacity of zero inside of the keyframe. And then when the element appears, it has an opacity of one at the end. And you don't have to add extra classes. You don't have to do additional values. So that, nice. you know, is a big, big saver of time and effort and things like that. Um, another one that they just introduced is a new rule that's called starting style. So it is the way to say when this page starts to render, this element should not be visible. So you put that in as a rule and then it will not be visible on the page as soon as the rendering happens. So there's no flash of something that appears and then uh, disappears again. Oh, right. There's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that I think is one of the coolest things. And then they also have um, a new thing called overlay, which is a way to control like when you have a modal or some sort of a pop-up that happens, the overlay underneath it, you can also oh. control the animation for that fading in or fading out, not just like disappearing as the element itself is, is animating on or off screen. So, you know, it's, it's smaller stuff like that, but it's also gonna feel a lot smoother and a lot nicer to people when they experience it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about CSS. They're having a really good run lately. So yeah, <laughs> those, uh, those last two also sound like they'd fall back really well. Like if you, yes. if you wanted mm -hmm. to animate an overlay and their fallback is it just doesn't animate, that's yeah. not a huge deal. Yeah. It's, it's, Whatever. Same, yeah. same with the one where while the page is loading up, right? If you, you make it look a little nicer in Chrome and then when other browsers eventually get it, they'll get it too. If mm -hmm. something looks slightly janky in some other browsers, maybe not ideal. Maybe it's not something you're gonna ship on like uh, the homepage of your most important website. But I mean, it's right. also, it's not a horrible fallback either. Yeah, and it's it was cool because I was looking at this on Chrome 115. Uh, I don't have the latest version downloaded to my computer. So when I was playing with the code pens that were there, it was doing what you would expect, which was, you know, it just disappears. It doesn't animate in mm -hmm. or out or things like that. So yeah. I was experiencing it. And then they had videos demoing how it will work on newer browsers and just showing that it, you know, fades in or it disappears off to the side or things like that. So, yeah, it's not it's not going to make your user's experience terrible or really negatively affect affect them. But if you have it available and your browser is up to date, it'll be kind of cool to see. It's just a little bit nicer and a little bit smoother, I guess is the best way to put it. Graceful degradation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, nice. yeah, cool. And things have been moving pretty quick. I mean, we, we talked about container queries mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Yeah, and then you know, and, and people were like, "Oh, it does not support it on Safari," and blah 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 blah. <laughs> and now it's like, nope, it's universally supported, pretty much. I mean, unless you're looking at IE 11, but then you know, IE is <laughs> dead, and there's Edge, and that, so you don't expect that. I mean, but I feel yeah. like one of the reasons it's getting better is Safari's done a little bit of a better job recently keeping up with some of these features. Like they were behind for a while, and they've been kind of kicked back into gear. So they're they're not operating at Chrome speed, but they're they're like a year or two behind, right? And a lot of and typically now, once Safari ships something and it gets out on iOS and macOS, then it's pretty safe to use unless you're in a sort of an edge case where you really really need to go back for yeah. older browsers. Yeah, I know web interoperability is a really big thing, and they finally got people from all the different browser teams talking to one another regularly. So I think that we can expect. 
that there will be a it, it will be a quicker clip that browsers end up supporting the same features and it's available for everybody. Because some of these features are not small. No, you know, I mean there's yeah, like yeah, pretty impressive. It takes a lot but... of effort and uh, coordination for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, TJ, what you got? I have the Bun 1.0 launch event, which is occurring on September 7th, uh, which I'm flagging this not because I don't even know what's in Bun 1.0 and I can't find any information about it anywhere. Sounds great, Uh, though. But get excited. uh, (laughs) Flagging it for A, I think it just gives us a chance to talk about Bun. So A, if you have it in the oven jokes. uh, Right. So we'll discuss that in a second. But B, I think it's interesting that my guess is they're doing this to try to flag themselves as like, hey, you can actually use us for production stuff mm-hmm. now. Uh, and maybe since they generated, they built their own company and generated like $7 million or whatever in VC money, there yeah. probably somebody is telling them, hey, you need to like get the word out, uh, get Watch. some people using it. <laughs> you got to do this. Uh, yeah, uh, Something like that. Uh, so that's my take on it. But uh, just take a step back for just a second. Bun is... Basically started as a, a bundler, at least as I understand it, and mm. it's kind of become almost like more like an entire node uh, sort of replacement. So yeah, it's it basically does I all thought. the above. Yeah, it's node based on um, what's the engine? It's a different JS engine. It's the JS engine behind Spider Monkey. Uh, no, it's not Spider Monkey. It's uh, the one in Safari. Uh, Java. Uh, ah, okay. Oh. Okay, yeah. We should know this. This we'll yeah. cut this part and we'll we'll no, insert. No, no, it's fine. You know, hey. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll cut it in with we'll just us intelligently saying yes. JavaScript core. So good. JavaScript core. That's yes. the one. Yes. Sorry, you want to do that? Yeah. It's JavaScript core. So it's a JavaScript runtime um, that's based off JavaScript core, but it also has now a bundler, a test runner a package manager so it's really trying to be kind of like dino is doing dino dino where it's Mm -hmm. trying to become like an all-encompassing tool Mm -hmm. and who knows if they're going to be successful or not their their claim to fame is they're supposedly considerably faster oh very yeah then node for certain Um, types of operations io specific operations is like their sweet spot and apparently they're they're announcing it to the world. So I guess if you are a, if you are bun curious, uh, check out the show notes and right. check out the launch event on September seventh. I'll probably tune in just out of or watch the YouTube video that I'm sure will come out afterwards just for sheer curiosity. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I guess what I would say that they're. I mean, I.O. would include like HTTP, right? So for Mm -hmm. people who want to build efficient web servers, and the reason it is, now I think more about Bun, it's like, oh, yeah, it's JavaScript core, and then all the little extension points like HTTP and all the rest are all written in native (laughs) Zig, which is like a... Oh, I forgot about Zig. Right, like some sort of C++. I think it's easy to forget about Zig. (laughs) I don't know. You know, so like the whole new batch of, well, not new, but like there's, you know, Rust and Go and Zig and everything. Like, trying to get rid of C++. And Wasm. Whatever. I, oh, right. Wasm. Yeah. yeah. I, I just too. wonder because, like, I, it's, it's one of those things that I get so used to Node that, like, I know Node is slow, but it's, like, a, a slow that I'm aware, familiar with, right? Right. <laughs> and yeah. something has to be so much faster and better and easier and 
for me to to switch over. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think I would take a crack at Dino before I would go for Bun trying to build a server of some sort. But I haven't even done that. I'm just stuck with Node. Yeah. (laughs) Node Express. It's all there. I know it. I understand. I'm curious. What's holding you back from Dino? Uh, a need to build something with it. That's really it. <laughs> I work okay. primarily like, on front end, so well, I don't need to. But like, Paige, <laughs> I'm going to have you create this awesome service. Blah blah blah. You know, what are you going to? Are you, What would? What keeps you from like saying, "Oh yeah, Dino, I'm going to put it on Dino." I just haven't done anything with Dino. Oh, okay. That's okay. that's it. Yeah, because I, I I did see a lecture with from a Dino person saying it. That, and a lot of people were like saying, oh, it was the package manager. Like it doesn't have an equivalent of NPM mm-hmm. and they're actually going to come out with their own Dino PM, kind of Dino package manager, DPM, <laughs> I guess. And that's going to come out for Dino 2.0 and, and it's going to apparently be more curated or something. I don't know. Oh dear. But everything well, will be Dino safe. I mean, my answer to the question, Jack, would just be I trust Dino less just because Mm. NPM has been around for forever. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Whereas if I'm building something for a company that I want to be around in, say, like 10 years or whatever, Dino's probably safe at this point. It seems reputable, but there'd be an ounce of hesitation there before I dove in. Or at least I'd want to see enough advantage over npm that it made it worth the the less trust involved i guess yeah fresh is by the way dino fresh which is like their kind of next js sort of thing is wicked cool and also they apparently netlify edge functions are dino and they are wicked fast nice interesting that's a big tick in dino's corner then there you go (laughs) <laughs> I was just working on a Netlify function, and it was, I can confirm, it was fast. It was, there you so, go. So you actually used Dino. I, I used it you. without knowing it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Cool. I think speed and new tools is our, our theme for the week, sort of from Sounds all good. of this. So see yeah. the front end in general. Maybe we should so. come up with a title as part of the podcast. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> speed and but, tools. But to transition us, these are all things. Speed and tools make us happy. So why don't we discuss some of the other things that are making us happy? And uh, Jack, I started with you last time. I'll start with you again. What is what is making you happy this week? Sure, I'm on kind of a Daniel Radcliffe binge lately. Oh, that's I, it, did not see that coming, but continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I you know uh, I was just on the road. I tend to watch like movies and series and stuff when I'm on the road. And it just turned out both the movie and the series were Daniel Radcliffe. The movie was the Weird Al Yankovic movie, which was actually. Really funny. It has nothing to do. Oh, really? I mean, it's okay. you know, it's a, bi- a biopic about Weird Al, but it's it's totally exaggerated and ridiculous and crazy. Um, and then, which is great. And Daniel Radcliffe just eats eats everything. He eats the scenery and all of it. It's wonderful. And then I also was watching Miracle Workers season four, which uh, is this kind of sketch comedy show, like thirty minute show. It's hilarious. They always have the same three actors. It's like. Danny Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi, and an actress, and I don't know who she is, but she's awesome. And uh, this time, it, every 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 season is set in a different 
place. Like one was set in heaven, one was set in medieval times, and this one is now set in uh, the road warrior world. And it is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's like, it's basically like, you know, couples sketch comedy kind of thing, but set in, you know, road warrior world. Like she puts out like severed heads as one of their lawn ornaments and the, and the, and the HOA comes after her and she has to have like the, you know, the fight with the HOA and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's I nice. saw the first two seasons uh, back mm. in the day, and they were they were good. Like it yeah. was a, gr- it was it's a great show. I, I didn't show. know they kept going because I think I stopped watching. Around I think this is the last the season. Pandemic, so I think they were on pause for a while. So I yeah. let's check it out. What did you? But watch I just love how Daniel Radcliffe's going on with his. He's like he made all his money. He's like got you know the Harry Potter thing. He's like mm-hmm. whatever. I'm down now. I'm just going to do crazy stuff. Like I'm going to play a yeah. dead guy. You know in the movie. <laughs> cool. Uh, Paige, what is making you happy this week? Uh, this week, CodePen is making me happy. And CodePen in particular, because we're at work, we're redoing our homepage. So there's, you know, a new, a brand new header, and it's got all sorts of interesting things happening in the design. There's gradients, there's animations, there's um, there's glass morphic, if you're familiar with that, Ooh. where it kind of looks like frosted glass. So Yeah, neat. You know, the designer has really been pulling out all the stops for it, and I'm really excited about building it. It's looking really good. And she went above and beyond just doing the Adobe XD mocks and has actually been building code pens of the the hero image so that she can try out different gradients and, you know, change colors and do different textures and stuff kind of overlaid on top of it. So I've been able to borrow a lot of the... CSS that she's been putting into the code pen and just kind of drop it right into our own website. Um, so it has saved me an absolute ton of time as well as me being able to like try things and then share them with her code pen so she can see it and try it out and make changes to it. So just having an easy place where you can spin up a new project and you can throw a bunch of CSS at it and you can just play around without having to be really super technical or know how to, you know, run an application locally has just been really, really helpful. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm very much in favor of code pens at the moment. <laughs> they've, they've made my life a lot easier and it's been great for her because she can, you know, change stuff and not have to worry about actually changing the web application or running it or doing anything that'll break it. So yeah. it's been really good for that kind of stuff. Tell you what, about half the developers who listen to the show probably said, "Oh, who's that designer? I want that designer on my team." <laughs> is she full time? Oh shoot! <laughs> yes. Like, well, she's she a is. contractor. No, you know. we can't ever. Ah! <laughs> yeah, but so that's that's my thing is go go use CodePen, build some you know quick prototypes. It's it's so great. It's so yeah. This, the CSS newsletters I'm on, they normally point to CodePen. I'm like, yeah, those are great. Cool. I, I'm going to keep the like developer productivity thing going because I'm going to pick Copilot Chat, GitHub oh, Copilot yeah. Chat, nice. and I said I was going to try to use it more, and I have, and it's amazing. Like it's just so I've discovered a couple of things. First is when you get uh, like a compiler or some sort of syntax error in VS Code now, there's an option that says either explain using Copilot yeah, or fix it with or chat. fix using yeah, Copilot. And both of them are yeah. like surprisingly good, right? Like huh. sometimes I was I was in a problem where I had 
uh, several levels of like arrays and I didn't know. And like Copilot just spit out and it's like, oh, this is where you are in the structure. And I was like, oh, actually, you're right. I, I am there. And it just made it so much easier. <laughs> And then the the real one that amazed me, though, is I had to do something I'd never done in JavaScript before. I had to parse a binary file in Node, uh, which is something like I've always known Node has like APIs for doing this, but I've never had to use them. Mm-hmm. But I put it in and I just asked Copilot chat. I was like, OK, I know these are coming in as four byte integers and I need a function that's going to parse them. It spit out code that worked the, like a literal first time and it it shocked me so much that like, I didn't believe, I didn't actually believe it at first. Right. I thought like maybe <laughs> something was wrong and it was, it just like, I mean, the amount of time it saved me because I, I started looking online for these things and Googling like JavaScript binary APIs, you just get back some complete nonsense, right? Some stuff that's yeah. 10 years old, mm-hmm. some stuff that's super confusing. There's all these like edge cases, but like I was able to tell it, I'm specifically looking for data coming in in this format. It spit it out. It just worked. So yeah. it's wow. kind of, kind of mind blowing. So, and uh, if you got the endian wrong, it could probably even invert the endian for you. I I asked some I asked some different things because I was playing between floating points coming in in the binary and integers. Oh, and dude, I started, floating points. Yeah, oh, that's nasty. And so okay. I started talking to Copilot. Like it, it was, yeah, it gets really surreal, right? You're just like, what am I doing? I'm <laughs> conversing with a robot at this point, but it remembers the context, right? So I can just tell it. Hey, what if these were floating point numbers? And it's like, well, well, hey, the buffer object has a git float or you know whatever it is, git float thirty two or git float sixty four, uh, different different methods on it you can use. But uh, basically, blew my mind a little bit. So if if you have access to it, if you can have access to it, uh, it's definitely worth taking a minute to to learn and try to make it your your thing you ask first because i think it'll yes, save you a lot of time exactly yes before Sweet. you jump on discord because it's got access to all your code you can just literally like kind of yeah, grab select a whole thing and say like what does this do and it's gonna be like oh it's gonna do this yep uh, it's yeah. it's so good but that that that's what's making me happy this week because it just make it's been making my life easier oh yeah it's a little scary, but it's making my life. You easier. guys have like done this great 180 on all, all of this. You know, you really, really yeah. Like, oh, I, I saw it and it stunk, <laughs> and then it came back, and now you're like, yeah, go pilot the bomb. Uh, Eventually, we'll come around to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. It's been a lot of fun chatting. Uh, I want to make sure to thank our sponsor, Blue Collar Coder. So you can check out Blue Collar Coder videos on YouTube. We've got a link in the show notes. Join us on Discord. We've got a channel in the Blue Collar Coder Discord where we hang out. Ask us any questions, uh, things you want to talk about or hear about. Uh, our email is in the uh, show notes as well, as well as our Twitter slash X slash whatever it'll be called by the time this is published. <laughs> Nobody will be able to block well. us, though. If there's any if there's any other social networks that are cool, we'll get into that. Uh, I don't know if, <laughs> if Blue Sky is still a thing or if that had its moment and died. I don't know if Threads mm. is continuing. Oh, yeah. Threads, Threads still around, yeah. <laughs> I don't Apparently, know. Usage has fallen off, but whatever. Uh, we're in wait and seed mode, but... Oh, my God, yeah. I get, I'll, I'll try to end this well, though, but if there's exciting news there, you can look forward to it, <laughs> us, uh, us covering it here. So uh, thanks, everybody. It's fun chatting with you, too, again. Always a blast. Always, yes. Yeah. See, See you next week. week. Yeah. yeah.